The Westminster Confession of Faith was first published in 1646. It was the result of the hard work done by a group of men called the Westminster Divines. Their goal was to outline what they believed the Scriptures principally taught. And it has been said that the Church of Christ cannot be creedless and live. Thankfully, the Westminster Confession of Faith has been the creed of the Reformed Church for almost 400 years. This podcast seeks to point you to Christ, to help you navigate the Westminster Confession of Faith, and to see you understand what you believe and why you believe it. Welcome to This We Confess. Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter 32, of the state of men after death and of the resurrection of the dead, paragraphs 2 and 3. At the last day, such as are found alive shall not die, but be changed, and all the dead shall be raised up with the self-same bodies and none other, although with different qualities which shall be united again to their souls forever. Paragraph 3. The bodies of the unjust shall, by the power of Christ, be raised to dishonour, the bodies of the just, by his Spirit, unto honour, and be made conformable to his own glorious body. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 94 of This We Confess. Last time out we considered the intermediate state, or in other words, the destination of our souls after death whilst we wait for the return of Christ. Our souls neither die nor sleep, and all of our souls return to the Lord who gave them. Some go to glory, whilst others go to hell, with scripture acknowledging no other place for disembodied souls. But today we move our discussion away from that which is intermediate to that which is final. The Christian's hope is that one day they will stand again upon the earth, and when that day comes, their body and soul will be reunited. This is not a vain hope, as the Westminster Divines certainly tell us. Paragraph 2 takes us to the last day, and makes the distinction between the Christian who is alive on that day and the Christian who has already died and gone to be with the Lord. Firstly, the Christian who is found alive at the return of Christ will not die, but will be changed. And this is the plain teaching of the Apostle Paul, who once wrote in 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 16 and 17, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Paul is clear that Christ will one day return, and when he does, the dead in Christ will rise first. But those who are still alive will be called up to the clouds to meet Jesus in the air. But those who experience this will not be left with their weak and weary and sinful bodies, but they will be miraculously changed. We read this in 1 Corinthians 15 
and verse 51 to 53. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, and in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. Therefore, the Christian alive at Christ's return will have their perishable body transformed into one that is imperishable. Their mortal body will be transformed to one that is immortal. There will be a radical, significant and miraculous change. They will be fitted for heaven in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And brothers and sisters, if we are alive to see the final days of human history, then we can be sure that they will be terrible and troubled for the one who has trusted Christ. But that trouble will be far outstripped by the glory of being called up to meet Christ in the air and the wonderful transformation of our frail human body. But what about those of a greater number, those who trusted Christ and have already gone to glory? We heard last time that the souls of the righteous dead neither sleep nor die, but they are with Jesus in heaven even now. Does such an individual have hope for their body? Certainly, the answer is yes. The Westminster Divines teach that on the last day, all the dead shall be raised up with the self-same bodies and none other, although with different qualities, which shall be united again to their souls forever. So at the return of Christ, the dead will be raised from the grave. And this includes Christian and non-Christian alike. They will stand again on the earth with the self-same bodies, reunited with their soul forever. Now what does this mean? Quite simply, my friends, you are still going to be you. You will be recognisable to your loved ones. You're not suddenly going to become a six-foot-two Frenchman when you have spent your life as a five-foot-three Balamina man. No. The Lord is able to raise you to life, for he knows your name. He knows the numbers of the hairs on your head, your accent, your likes and dislikes. The one who knitted you together in your mother's womb is the same one that will raise you from the dead. At this point, some have asked about those who were cremated. What about those who were lost at sea? What about those who lie in an unmarked and unknown field as a casualty of war? or as a victim of crime? Can the Lord raise such individuals as these? The answer again is yes. My friends, your body may be placed in a grand fancy coffin and put in the most picturesque graveyard imaginable, but regardless, your earthly remains will certainly decay. This process takes time, but eventually there isn't going to be too much left of the body that carried you through life. Can the Lord raise such a body? Of course, there is nothing too hard for the Lord. And just as he can raise a body that has been buried six feet under, so too can he raise the cremated body. He can raise the body lost at sea. He can raise the individual whose remains are lost due to crime or tragedy. When Jesus returns, all the dead 
will be raised. So you will stand again on this earth. But will your knee still get sore if you walk too far? No. The Westminster Divines teach us that our raised bodies will have different qualities. The Apostle Paul would teach this very thing in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 42 to 44. So it is with the resurrection of the dead, he writes, What is sown is perishable, but what is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonour, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, says Paul, then there is also a spiritual body. So the raised body will be different in that it cannot perish. You will be raised to true, abundant, everlasting life. Your knee will no longer trouble you. Your back will no longer get sore. You will not age. You will not forget. You will never again be called to weep at gravesides or to attend funerals. You will be raised, body and soul reunited, never to die again. And additionally, sin will finally be put away. The raised Christian will be made perfect. We will be made like Jesus. You will be you and I will be me. But we will be raised with imperishable bodies that will never die or sin or fail ever again. Paul calls this a spiritual body. And so does that mean we will be like ghosts? No, by no means. When Christ was raised, He was certainly no ghost. Yes, the scriptures tell us that he was able to appear in the middle of a locked room. But the disciples could see him. They could touch him. And they sat down and they ate and drank with Jesus. So your spiritual body will still be a physical one. You will be able to embrace your loved ones. You will still eat and drink in glory. But you will have been changed radically and significantly. And it will be glorious. My brothers and sisters, here we speak of our final state. This is what the Westminster Divines mean when they say in paragraph 3 that the Christian is raised by Christ's Spirit, raised unto honour and made conformable to Christ's own glorious body. Paul would say in Philippians 3 and verse 20 to 21, Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. But as we close today, we must also stress that the Christian isn't the only one who will be raised from the dead. Perhaps we don't often consider the truth that even the wicked will stand again in the resurrection. Will they be raised to life and given a final chance to choose Christ? No. The time to choose Christ is now, for this is the day of salvation. But the wicked will be raised from the grave, and this is the clear teaching of Holy Scripture. Paul would say in Acts 24 and verse 15 that we hope in God and we accept 
that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. And Jesus would say in John 5 and verse 28 to 29, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice, and they will come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. And so, underlining the clear teaching of Scripture, the Westminster Divines teach that the bodies of the unjust shall, by the power of Christ, be raised to dishonour. What does it mean to be raised to dishonour? I think the Reformed Presbyterian Terry Donnelly says it best. He says that in hell no flower will bloom, there will be no laughter, no excitement, and no fulfilment of any kind. And he goes on to state that to perish means that you as a being will become ever more degraded, more contemptible, more lonely. You will be surrounded by devils and by damned and wicked humans. They will hate you and you will hate them. Everything good in you will be taken away and everything bad in you will be let loose until you become utterly foul. My friends, even the wicked will be raised at the final day, but they will be raised to dishonour, and that is a destination that we must flee from. No one reigns in hell, no one celebrates in hell, but it is a dishonourable, wretched, and wicked place. And so today we confess that we believe in the resurrection of the dead at the last day. Everyone who has ever lived will be raised again to stand upon this earth. However, some will be raised to honour and some to dishonour. For the wicked there will only be everlasting punishment, but for the righteous they will enjoy everlasting bliss. I trust that this news will make the sinner quick and seek Christ before it is too late. But for those of you who have received Christ by faith, what a day it will be when with our own eyes we will see Jesus. And what a day it will be when sin will be no more and our lives will be filled with ceaseless fulfilment and ceaseless praise. Our hope today remains that of Job, who once declared, After my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. As always, here are some questions for you to consider. Question 1. What can Christians still alive at the return of Christ expect to happen? Question 2. Those raised to life will be the same but radically different. What does this mean? Question 3. Is there any hope in the resurrection for those cremated or lost at sea? Question 4. 
Give reason for your answer. Question four. Christians will have spiritual bodies, but certainly won't be ghosts. Why can we be sure of this? And question five. The wicked will also be raised at the return of Christ, but to dishonour. What does eternity look like for the Christ rejecter? That's all for today. As always, my name is Scott Woodburn, and until next time, this we confess. (laughs) 